This is Getting Past the Subtitles. My name is Sean Peel. This is DK Lee. And welcome to our third week for our gangster series. Uh, last week we did your pick. Yes. Right? The Bittersweet Life. Bittersweet Life, which is a sort of mistranslation of the Sweet Life. You know, yeah. we, we got into that. But do with as you interpret for that film. But this week, we are watching Mr. Six. We are skipping ahead to 2015. This one was directed by uh, Guang Hu. Yep. Um, and I have to correct myself because I think I said Hong Kong last week, but this movie was actually made in Beijing. Yeah. It also takes place in Beijing as well. And yeah, this is a little more on the, I think, gangster side that we, that really? you would probably, a little bit, more than the other two. No, I, I don't say. think so. I think the second one was the well, first one was okay too, but this one I feel like was the least, man. I think it was more in the spirit of like the mobbish. Maybe not as action y as a bittersweet life. Not not I'm not even talking about action. I'm talking about like the like, gang. <laughs> I mean like like But it was one guy in the last one. This one is there's like it's like a group of dudes. It's one guy, but he's got his posse. You it's know basically I mean? one guy too here. <laughs> but he's got his posse. And yeah, so I remember, so I picked this movie um, because I thought it would pretty much fit. I thought it would also be a little different. Mm. So I, I do, I remember clearly I saw this movie in 2016 uh, when I was going to Okinawa. And it was just one of those like plane theater films. Right. So I saw it on the plane over I was like, huh, that was interesting. It's kind of a time where I didn't watch a lot of Chinese films either. Mm. And so um, I was, I think, a little pleasantly surprised by the film. Um, but I think my feelings kind of largely remain the same because it's not the best film, but it's not a bad or terrible film either. Uh, I think it's pretty good. I think really my impression of it is it's a constant build of suspense like intensity to a degree, but never really amounts to a super climactic event. And so it does leave like a whiff feeling by the end. Um, and that's definitely how I felt with the ending of this film for sure. So but how is this watch for you? Similar feelings. I feel like the plot of the story really amounted to nothing at sure. the end, basically. So that's kind of disappointing. I think the main character, the acting was pretty good um, overall, I think. But I feel like he didn't really have much to work with, to be honest, in terms of like a cohesive story narrative <laughs> arc. But I think that because the story kind of, even at the end, right, like it kind of ends off in a way that feels, at least for me, it didn't feel so like satisfying. But, like, there was a lot of loose ends and there was a lot of, uh, I don't know if it's exactly plot holes, but just, like, character motivations and, like, the feeling of a character arc within the story that I felt like was missing. Yeah. But, you know, like, overall, I don't think that it was great um, in that that way, like, in terms of character Mm -hmm. development and... um, Especially, like, Chris, the Chris Chris character was kind of all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, Even the uh, son... His character, like, uh, Bobby was kind of, like, whack, too, I think. Like, the character motivations for those two characters and the way that they come around 
um, to being who they are by the end of the movie is really contrived. And Mm -hmm. there's not really anything that convinces me of (laughs) the the way that they (laughs) act by the end. Yeah. Whereas I think the main character at least has a semblance of consistency within his acting and and the way that he uh, moves about throughout the story. But um, yeah, for the other characters... Um, it's kind of lacking. And for the ensemble characters, I think it's still more consistent. But even there, there's a lot of like spotty motivations or like spotty like characterizations, I think. Sure. And like the story itself kind of is like doesn't make too much sense. So that's that really doesn't help. Yeah. But yeah, that's my first impressions. Yeah, I um, I agree. I do think that the the story and like the plot kind of weighed down on the protagonists and like his acting in particular cuz too like like I said like when you have a motivation then you that gives you like I said an anchor to sort of like have a reason to do like what you're doing for well, the like actions. The, if there's like a level of depth within right. the story it's easier for you to you know, yeah yeah like expand upon yeah. that and then like really show it off right um but yeah, but like I said, it, it does kind of get miscontrived and kind of like loses its way, particularly yeah. near the end. Yeah. So I think that definitely hinders uh, the main actor. Like he's good by any, by any means. He's he's good at what he does. Like I said, there's consistency. But two, I noticed there's not like I said, there isn't an arc. There isn't anything changed about him. By the yeah, end of like film. it doesn't like by the end. You know, especially when he's running through that ice yeah. uh, lake. You're supposed to feel something for that guy, sure. But like, I really didn't feel any different about him. Exactly. Yeah. Then, as to you know, before when he was trying to save his son or whatever, you know, like there's there was yeah. nothing really bringing about some kind of emotion in me to like feel like, oh man, this is really his last stand. You yeah, know, like right. it didn't feel like that at all for me. Yeah. And so, like, that was really lacking in the movie, mm-hmm. where I feel like the intent of that scene was to draw in in the emotions of the audience to right. feel for him and to realize that, you know, since he's going to die and this is kind of his last stand. Yeah. Like that kind of moment, like build up that has been coming through. Uh, but it really didn't land <laughs> no. at the end. So <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, for me, it was kind of a, you know, missed mark. Yeah. Definitely a hindrance rather than a help. Um, before we go on. So, yeah. So this movie is pretty much about, so we have this main guy named Mr. Six He's this older gentleman with a lot of street cred in his neighborhood. Um, basically, we can kind of infer that in his younger days, he was kind of a hotshot gangster of some kind. Um, but now he mainly just spends his time intimidating other people and keeping the peace around yeah. his where he lives. Uh, but despite his age, he still lives by his own like traditional principles, kind of like lives in the past sort of deal. And he has like a particular like intimidating of like the youth in particular like criticisms by sort of the younger generation yeah. right and so there's this uh, kind of constant battle between him and like their nature uh but so we're introduced to him and some of his old time friends who all have like cool code nicknames <laughs> like uh, we have like scrapper chatterbox and, and lampshade <laughs> are the other ones matchstick <laughs> and matchstick who some also others yeah um so yeah, so with Scrapper, um, he basically 
comes across an incident where he has to bail him out of jail. So I guess like he kind of got into a confrontation. And we also learn about Mr. Six's son, uh, Bobby, who they kind of have a dysfunctional relationship, you can say, a uh, very keep out of touch. But um, Scrapper gives him like where he lives now, kind of like his location. So Six decides to go like meet with his son. And when he does, it turns out that he's not home and only his roommate is there. And his roommate tells him that uh, basically he had been kidnapped. And so Bobby had gone into some trouble like a couple nights before. Basically, he was sleeping with another girl that turned out to have a boyfriend. And then some things went down and he also scratched the boyfriend's car. And he owns an Enzo Ferrari. So there's that. Uh, So Mr. Six hears about this and he starts doing his own investigation and kind of gets information from people that are related to him and he tries to figure out who he's responsible. So what he ends up finding out is that um, basically he got kidnapped by a group of guys called the 12 Rings and they're basically a street racing gang, sort of, or like a group of kids. But they're all trust fund babies at the same time. Um, so he gets a name and he finds this guy and the kid that's part of the gang tells him that it was Chris, who is the boyfriend of the girl, and he's the one that's mainly keeping him responsible. So he, Mr. Six finds out like the garage location that they're in, and this is where they kind of make an agreement. Basically, he has to pay for the damages for the car, which comes out to like 100000 RWB, and in exchange, he'll give him back his son. And so there's like three days to do it. So within that timeline... Basically, Mr. Six goes to each of his old friends and colleagues and tries to collect donations to bail his son out of being captured. But he won't go to the police at all. So he's pretty stubborn about not seeking the federals for help because um, he lives by, like, you know, honor and, like, whatever, whatever. So when the time comes, it's, like, him and Scrapper, and he's supposed to bring Lampshade, but Lampshade dips. And then when they meet at the garage, Lampshade's already there trying to fix the car himself. Which brings him into more trouble because him trying to do the repaint job, I guess, just isn't the right way to do it. And it goes from 100000 to 300000 for the repair that he tried to do. And so basically all the bets are off at this point. And the final decision that they make is for a mob fight, like on a specific day. And it ends up being like a winner's take all agreement, essentially. So after that happens, some other drama kind of takes place so the girlfriend of the dude of chris basically escapes bobby from imprisonment and then like gives him back to the son and also gives back the hundred thousand uh that they gave and some envelope that they think is trash at the time and so even though six has his son back he's still pretty stubborn and wants to kind of honor the whole mob fight thing but at the same time he's dealing with heart problems himself so he's had like a couple collapses and he basically is afraid of surgery and doesn't want to get bypass surgery or any sort of surgical treatment in that sense um and so in the mix what happens is sort of off screen the situation blows out of proportion so it turns out that people were like chris's family members hunt down um Six and Bobby for something that they stole, which turned out to be the envelope. Um, and then basically they hurt Bobby and he goes, he gets hospitalized. 
And so this kind of pushes Mr. Six over the edge, and he meets with Chris one more time, and Chris basically kind of tells him, like, this is sort of out of my hands now. This is my parents, my father's deal, whatever, because you stole, what, the envelope. Basically, it was a bank statement for, like, their entire savings account or whatever. And <laughs> instead of an exchange of the bank, st- the bank statement for, like, freedom, it, they still honor the mob fight. And so the, initially, nobody agreed to help Six, right? He sent out invitations. Everybody was like, nah, whatever. And so when the day came for the final confrontation, Six was going to fight himself. But then I think it was like Chatterbox sort of lied and said that he has cancer. So everybody like meet up. So by surprise, all of him and his old friends meet up like at the lake to fight and support him. And then before like the fight actually happens, Six collapses from a heart attack, if you assume that. And that's literally the end of the movie. And like kind of the aftermath, if you watch the post credits, is everybody went to jail <laughs> and Bobby opened up a bar in his old house basically so that is mr six as you were you know talking about the synopsis (laughs) when i was writing the synopsis i was like particularly so here's okay here's what i'll say does it just sound so like convoluted yeah (laughs) (laughs) here's here's what hit me right because writing a synopsis helps a lot to re-reflect on the like the story aspect right and so what i got is i'm totally vibing and on board with the film like the first half basically when the like the plot like the obstacle comes in which is six's son bobby gets kidnapped by these guys and even though he has like this relationship that's not so great with him or they haven't kept out of touch he's still like a father to him and basically he's trying to you know get his help etc etc i'm on board with all that like that's a good motivation like that's a clear story like I get it, and it's good, but it's once he gets bailed out by the girl, and he's he's no longer captured. Like the single motivation for six is now like completely complete, thrown out the window. Right, like you have your son. Like that was the whole like obstacle. Now it goes into like basically MacGuffin. <laughs> right now it goes. The question is, well, what are we? What are you doing now? Like, what is the reason yeah. that you're, you're doing that? And that's where it really starts to lose its tracks. It's like they find the bank statement, right? Right. They look at the bank statement and they're like, huh, if we just give this back to them, then we're all good. But no, he goes to Chris and he talks about some stupid thing about his father and kidnapping. He was about to kidnap him, but Chris like kind of stopped them from kidnapping more people or whatever. And then they talk about this like random convoluted thing about like, you know, fighting and the, and the mob. And then they're like, yeah, I'm just gonna keep my promise or whatever. And I have to, you know, stick by my principles or whatever and (laughs) all of that. And it just really falls apart from there because yeah, like from, from uh, Mr. Six's point of view, it's like, wasn't like everything that you were doing trying to, you know, avoid confrontation. And then if you had to do the confrontation, you would. But then the main point was, you know, getting Bobby back and then right. and then all that. And I guess like because of, you know, them coming for and because, you know, they they came and then they, you know, hit Bobby in the head. Yeah. Like that, that was kind of like the inciting the yeah. next half of it. Right. 
Well, it's 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 so like weak, like yeah, yeah, in yeah. in in its execution of like people's motives and especially like Chris. Why did he like change his position like <laughs> there when his parents or whatever like kind of right. came into the equation and and the the uh, bank statement, the Swiss bank stuff. It like he was like a complete one eighty from like how he was acting within the other scenes. That it was kind of weird, and they even like changed his hair and made him look a lot less like of a, bad of guy. a punk, right? <laughs> right obviously, yeah. and like at the end, he's like starting to cry. Like he has this new profound like respect respect for, for him. Sex. Like it's like what? Like <laughs> like it's so like contrived. Like it it's yeah. it's not. Well done. It's like it's so weak. Sure. Like the way that the character motivation is there, like it's not consistent, or or they don't give you enough for you to appreciate yeah. what they're trying to do there. Yeah. So yeah, that was that just kind of. It just by by the point that the bake statement plot comes into play. Yeah. Is when just it all gets overblown and you like, don't really care right yeah it's like it comes left field yeah really like it, you only get two like shots or like scenes that are like like the beginning right he throws the thing in the in the safe you know but it's like a throwaway you're like yeah. okay fine like they keep a safe of cash and whatever and then it comes back an hour later like oh this is a big thing like it doesn't matter by that point because we're already attached to six finding his son like yeah that's, that's and all thing. of the money stuff really doesn't feel that great either because it doesn't really feel earned at all mm. uh, mr six goes around and he basically like asks people for money right and then he gets it <laughs> okay and then and then like he doesn't have enough so chatterbox gives him 80 80k more <laughs> like it's like huh? <laughs> what was the point of that like it was like right is there a struggle there <laughs> or is there like a a growth moment there like it's yeah. not really and that's a long like that's a huge and chunk of the movie there's a lot where it feels very draggy like right. even even the ending like yeah. it felt so draggy like yeah. while he's like walking on the ice it's like dude when is this gonna like finish <laughs> <laughs> and it was even worse because like it just ended there like there was no like conclusion that i felt like was adequate there yeah. um and another thing that was weird in this movie is I guess they didn't have a stunt coordinator or a stunt director because they had no fighting scenes at all. Right. Where, like, I'm not saying that that's a good or bad thing, but it's just, like, there was this eminent declaration of war, like, every single time. Right. Where you expect some kind of climax, right? You yeah, expect yeah. Some, like, some kind of ending where it's, like, they're going to finally fight or they're going to finally, like, right. you know, go ahead and then and, and something is going to happen. But, yeah. like, it never really comes about. Mm-hmm. And... It's weird because the movie tells us that Mr. Six is supposed to be this, like, intimidating figure. Like, he's, like, this guy who, yeah. like, is just badass, right? Like, he can just kill, like, 12 dudes with, you know, one, whatever. But in the movie, all we see is him, like, the finger thing, right? Like, he's just, like, <laughs> does the finger thing to everyone and they kind of, like, fall. But, like, it's not, he never feels, like... A character that is like it's the thing like i kind of understand what they're trying to do is like he uh, is the former shell of himself like sure. you know what i mean like he's no, no longer fully that where he's trying to maintain his principles like i can see yeah. like that they're trying to do that but 
it loses its like strength when he's trying to be this badass dude, but he really can't hold up to that mm-hmm. anymore. And like the ending where you know all, everyone comes to try to like help him out, but then there's you know you don't really see the climax there, and you don't really like it's it's every time you're expecting a climax, they like cut to yeah. something else. You uh, know what I mean? And, or like they don't show it. It's like off screen. And so that feels bad in a movie where that should be the focal point of the film, but it's not really. So yeah. you're losing out on the momentum that you're like building through the tension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I understand it too, and like I get the whole sort of you know he is this portrait of to be a badass, and like you said, he's a shell of his former self, but he can't. He isn't who he was when he was a youth, and he, you know, he sure he can't fight like how he used to, or whatever. But he still is this intimidating persona, and you know, a lot of people back down from him before, like the fight yeah, could yeah, actually yeah. happen. You know, and I get it; like it's consistent, which is fine. For me, like the problem is like basically the ending where this the scale is so grandiose now, you feel like well, we just have to have it, like, right? It's gotta exactly. Be that. But then it doesn't. And that's where the major because the, the first goes. time it's like Chris is like, oh yeah, we're gonna have the mob fight. So they're right. like, one week later, let's have the mob fight. Doesn't happen, right? And then you're like, okay, I guess uh, we're gonna try to build up a little bit more. And so you know, yeah. the story goes on, and the letter thing and the bank statement thing comes out, and then now we have like real mobs, right? Like not just <laughs> kids, and there's real these. Mobs. Real thugs and and we're like okay now we're gonna have the big fight right yeah, yeah. they were just building up to that mm-hmm. and so we go to the end and and finally we're at the at the lake like they talked about this lake and we never you know we were never at <laughs> the this lake, lake fight give us the give lake us the fight. lake fight you know <laughs> like we want the lake fight you built it up to be this and then finally they're about to clash and you end the movie and he dies you end the movie you you. <laughs> You're literally at the climax or you're supposed to see the ending, like the climax of the yeah, movie yeah. and they end the movie. So it, it feels like you've stolen from us what we, <laughs> what you know, promised. What we were promised. When and we were and that's not a good feeling. Right. Even if they got the shit beat out of them, I want to see it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, yeah, like if you play that card too many times and like all the way up until that point, it just, it just doesn't work. Like it's well, it's, it's because much. they they had the setup right. Like they yeah. had the setup for it, but they never pay it. Yeah. Like there's no, you know, right. So I mean, the only fight scene that we actually got to see is like when they got jumped when he got jumped in the snow. Like not even not even that. Not even a fight scene though. Really, he just hits him. He's like the other guy. Here's a headbutt. Him yeah. And he gets. That's why I'm I'm thinking like maybe they didn't have a budget for a stunt coordinator. Like <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I that. That feels intentional. Like I. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Obviously, right. But, but yeah, it's like the way that they did it was, like I said, doesn't really pay off near the end of it, so to speak. Like even thugs didn't really feel like thugs either. Like, like <laughs> at the end. I mean, like the kids were just a bunch of kids, right? No, like no, the, no, but like the other. Thugs. Oh, the the other gang. Yeah. Guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was kind of dumb. <laughs> And, like, in the end, they're, like, sitting on the forest. What got me was, so Mr. Six comes to the ice with, like, his katana and whatever, and he's, like, battle, like, sprint yeah. or whatever. 
And then the other guys are sitting on the end of the forest calling him over. <laughs> like, aren't you supposed to meet him halfway? Mm-hmm. Isn't that sort of an agreement here that's going yeah, on? Yeah, like stuff like that too is kind of weird. Yeah. It It is what it is. I think everybody needs a friend like Scrapper though. Scrapper was the real badass in this film. Yeah, but he never did anything. Is it true? That's had, what I'm saying. Like, it's trying to held him back. Yo, even if, like, let's say, like, I'll give it a pass. The dude has hard problems. Like, he can't fight, but Scrapper can fight, right? Scrapper was going to go. Show ham. us Scrapper <laughs> fighting, dude. Like, Scrapper was going to go. Come ham. on, man. Like, dude was buff. <laughs> <laughs> like, you could have him fight. Scrapper was the man from nowhere. But you can't, you can't <laughs> hurt those kids. That's why, <laughs> right? You can't cut them up like that. You can't that. cut them up. <laughs> You're the man like two machetes in, yeah. in his pockets. He just whips <laughs> them out every single scene. <laughs> uh, Scrapper was the best part of this movie. Yeah. Scrapper was the Like, I hated part. Bobby. Bobby was like... Whatever, yeah. Yeah, he was like, whatever. I think... Like, really, the relationship between Bobby and Six, I think, was probably the most attractive thing in the film. Kind of. In my opinion. Because it felt... I mean, they really put effort into it. I just think that, you know, along the way with the story and how things unfolded, it was like, ah, whatever. They put effort into it, but I don't think there was any purpose to it. Like, it's like... It felt like it should have been the central of the yeah. film for me, but it ended up not being that. It, it was just... way too, like... I don't know if it was, like, resolved midway and it was just kind of whatever by then. Right. You know what I mean? Like, when yeah, they start having that, scene. you know, yeah, heart-to-heart while yeah. they're drinking, and it kind of gets resolved, and you're like, okay, so what was the point of the whole movie then? Like, is that is this going <laughs> to... I thought that weird? was the movie. Yeah, like... <laughs> and so, like, at the end, when, when you know, Bobby gets hit on the head and, you know, yeah. Mr. Six is fighting for him, like, I, I feel... I understand the sentiment, but it's like... I don't know if that was the point of the movie, you know, like Curious. you already did. You were you were already going on that path before he just literally showed up to your front door, you know, like right. why? Why have him show up to the front door like that? Like with no, you know, like struggle. Right. Where it was just given to us like and then yeah. and then and then have that pushed over later where he gets hit. Like and it has a concussion and like yeah. he fights. It's it, like you tried to re-entice what he was going after already, yeah. but but you already like reeled in. <laughs> yeah, your your yeah. you know fishing your rod. Like it's yeah. it's not it's not like a effective way of you know going about it because you're 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 literally like giving us what we wanted too early and and right. it's not satisfying and and like you're kind of confused as to why <laughs> it happened there, you know? Right, yeah. And the girl, too, is like, what? Like... Yeah, that was all, like... <laughs> no, like, like, yeah. What was her... Like, so was she... Does she care for Bobby? Like, does she not? Like, why is she just it, standing there? Like, <laughs> like she broke him out, but is that... Yeah, it's just, it was just zero like... Zero implications. Yeah, like, there's nothing there for us to inference, so it's, like, kind of, you know, just in the air, too. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, like it's just unfortunate for like their best quality, like their best nugget, was just so let go kind of so easily in that way. Like I like the basic premise of this old guy who is a badass, but he's now old and right. he has his crew, but they're all old too, and they're yeah. 
kind of like struggling to find their own life and like you know live their own life mm. and you know kind of coming together and fighting for a renewed purpose right, right. that that premise is great like i like it but like it, they don't really follow through throughout the film or, or that theme <laughs> for the objective yeah for yeah. that objective right they yeah. don't really go through that or like it ends like the that objective ends early and then like there's the other like heart problem stuff and like mm. him kind of coping with that and kind of coming to rea- like terms with his own mortality or whatever but like sure. but you're like juggling too many things at that point yeah exactly you know? yeah you got to focus on one thing and then by that point uh, you you you're including the heart problem issue but it's taking a backseat to other things that are kind of important you know like it, it, it was the point of the movie for you for it to be like this dude who has this problem but because he loves his son so much he's able to overcome it and and find like give him one last sure. you know Hoorah. you know sacrifice is that the point of the film or is uh-huh. it like you know what i mean like the theme of the movie becomes like muddy because there's so many different things going on and you're like okay what was the central point of the film right sure. like or like the core yeah especially with like i said the whole collecting money scenes like because it has such a big chunk too like it's sure it comes from like the motivation of him bailing out his son but in the moment of like those scenes it's not even about that it's really more about like six and like himself and his past and all of his old colleagues and stuff and him being basically sort of rejected by kind of his friends or or just like oh we're not young like we're not they're like I, we have like all his friends and the people that he meets are like oh you know we have I have my own family to take care right. of I have like some are better off some are not but right. like they're all living their own lives and like kind of you yeah. know coping with their own but problems it focuses more on the theme of you know being older and like time has passed and we're not like right. you know the same crew members that, as we used to be yeah when like the foundation of why he's doing that is to bail his son out you right. know it's like it's too di- too totally different right. tones so at the end too it's like is this movie about the gang coming back together right or is the movie about him saving his son yeah is exactly. it about revenge like getting or is it about like him you know living upholding his principles like there's so many different themes that you yeah. could kind of pull out of it but it never focuses on it and it never gets really developed in any significant way yeah so you as a audience member don't feel satisfied because none of them really pans out the way that you know you yeah. hope yeah because you set up these things but you never really resolve them mm. you need a you need a guide like you need a singular singular waypoint right say. or you, you know like if like any of them were resolved like mm. the setups that they had were resolved it would have been more satisfying but it really doesn't feel that way you know yeah not like at least in a like a deeper like impactful way right in a significant sense yeah like i don't care like at the end of the day it's like you don't you don't care enough right like you don't feel invested enough for you to care about these themes yeah that they kind of hinted at with with like they set it up but you know and that's the biggest issue yeah um yeah i mean we kind of covered i was gonna ask you just like some talk about some themes and stuff we kind of covered that what would you have rather the movie kind of be? Just sort of what it... Well, it has a lot of, like, good... Like I said, premise. It has a good premise. It has a good... um 
possible trajectory that it could go mm. to. So, like, I honestly wouldn't have minded any of them as long as it chose one and stuck with it or, like, chose yeah. one and really fleshed that out and maybe used the other stuff as either supporting, you know, things or or um, just as, like, side stuff, like, side plot stuff. Mm. But that's the thing. Like, choose one and go with it would have been my my, you know, how I would have done it i guess or wanted it to be yeah um whether it's like a man's desire to uphold his principles no matter the cost that mm. would have been fine i, I would have liked that um or you know it, it would it, it was something about you know um a man and his gang and they are all living their own you know lives and having their own problems but yeah um, finding the strength to come together for one last, you know, purpose, like mm-hmm. coming together for one purpose and really fighting for that purpose. That would have been fine too, you know. Or it could have been a revenge story about, you know, a father trying to get back at people who, you know, messed with his son. Yeah. Um, that would have been fine too. Like, you know, like those are, <laughs> those be those all good. interesting stories that I would like to, you know, see. But, but this like, is a it, layer cake it, of all of it. It never really chooses one and goes with it. Um, and like, while you're, you know, doing one of those things, you can add those, so like, I think it's more of a, of an execution thing, right? Because I think there are uh, like, it's not that they weren't trying to do that. It's just like, like, remember we talked about, um, I think, uh, last week or the week before where it's like, once you start. I think it was last week. Once you start uh, like doing the movie and you start getting all these ideas, mm. you're like, "Oh man, this look, this sounds good too." I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. "This sounds good and this sounds good." And you start wanting to put them all in, mm. and then later on, like you lose focus of like what you wanted in the first place, <laughs> yeah. and like the point of the movie in the first place, yeah. and and it becomes bloated, and you kind of wish like, as a viewer, you kind of wish like you know if you just took one and <laughs> ran with it, with and, it. Yeah, yeah. and really held to that. And then, you know, sometimes you have to throw out the baby when we're talking about that. Like, sometimes, like, you have to let go of certain things and really focus on one so that... You had to trim the fat. Right, right. Yeah. Even if if it might be a good idea, right? Like, I'm not saying that it's not necessarily a good idea, but sometimes it doesn't serve the cohesiveness of a story, so you really have to kind of omit it, you know? Yeah. It's like reckon you just have to recognize like what when it starts to feel bloated or with when it's hindering rather than helping right. in that sense, and that line could be blurred a lot yeah. of times too. And like it's not an easy thing like we it's talked not, about yeah. last week too. Like it's it's not easy to discern and understand that like because mm-hmm. especially from a writer or a script writer you know screenwriter's point of view, it's like like all these ideas sound good and feel good mm-hmm. and you have an emotional attachment to what you've created that you're not sure. Like it's, it's hard for you to just be like, okay, I'm going to cut this one off. Right. Cause you know, you have an emotional attachment to it, obviously. So yeah. like you want all of that, but like you have to make that decision mm-hmm. for it to like, and, and, you know, criticize and, and be really clear minded in the way that you want to approach the script. So I'm not throwing my baby away. Nice. I can't do that. Yeah, just make another one. <laughs> <laughs> keep keep one. It, just this keep got one. dark really <laughs> fast. Just keep one. It's all good. Don't worry about it. You can hold the other one for later. Oof. You know? Yeah, just turn into something else. Right, right. Just turn it into something else. 
It's like, put it on a sticky note. And I think this is more of a problem of priority. Sure. Rather than um, yeah, necessarily just like throwing something away, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think the elements within the movie could have coexisted. Yeah, yeah. But then I think they lost out on the priority of it. Like, yeah. Uh, if they had one as the main priority and kind of have it had everything else um under it as layers, mm-hmm. then it would have kind of worked a lot better. Right. But then I felt I felt like this movie had all three as the priority, and they went right. cycled through it one by one, <laughs> and kind of like gave us a setup for all of them, but then didn't yeah. gave us a satisfying payoff for all of them. So right. it makes the whole movie feel like there's yeah. no. There's just satisfying no, end. no central idea. Yeah. Yeah, there's no kind of like kernel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm thinking too, like, in a way, I mean, with changes, like, even if, like, you could have threw Bobby away from this movie and you could have had a solid film. Yeah. Like, let's say it was just like Six, his gang, and then like, some, some problem, some rival ragtag of like yeah. young gangsters. Even like Wolverines. even just the Swiss thing, like he just happens to find the thing, right? Right, and then the gang comes for his people, and he gets mad, right. and like, like, like there you go, like <laughs> there you go, not even have Bobby in it, and you look, he doesn't have to have a son. It's just yeah. like some old guy. Well, like he, to... you know, he's he's like you know he likes his turf, and and he right. protects his turf, and right. there's some guy in his turf who he cares for that gets you know brutally murdered or like hurt or and he happened to have this letter yeah you could have kept like thing. that investigation yeah. kind of like i'm trying to investigate like whatever because like you have that character right remember yeah. like the young kid the who's young like kid. The, the scooter kid there's a scooter kid there's like, that you know he hops out yeah. all the time or Boom. one of his like old friends or like, that guy with the cigarette all the time like he always gives them oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. there's so many different so moments many. where you know like or characters that you kind of pull off from that yeah and just kind of work with even if there yeah. wasn't no bobby so yeah. See, we can't be we can't be writing this story ourselves. Here. <laughs> we gotta we gotta slow down. But it, it, yeah, like we we're talking about, it's it's the central theme, right? And the central uh, core that that needs to drive the story. Yeah. And you know, you can come up with different things, or or you could have just gone the opposite way and be like, it was gonna just be a story about this badass gangster who mm. retired, but his son's in trouble and. He has to, you know, figure out how to be. It's gonna be like a John Wick, right? But yeah, except right. with an old dude. Except with this old guy. Yeah. I'm gonna whip out my old katana. Right. That's rusty. And then you know he gets help from his gang. Yeah. It could have been that too. Let's go. They're like, yo, box. scrapper, bro. We loyal, right? We bros, <laughs> right? Can you help me with my son? You know, and he builds like, scrapper out of jail. He's like, right. scrapper, let's go I, bust some exactly. heads. Exactly. <laughs> they, they and they kind of do that, but then it's like all of these things yeah. start getting muddied. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. Might have to steal some of these ideas now. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be okay. Uh, yeah. Anything you wanted to kind of add? Any sort of memorable moments? If any? Um, and what scenes you think did well in this movie? Taking away the grand picture. I think the the father and son moment was good. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're drinking, uh, but I, I also think that was a little too like draggy too, at a certain point. Mm. Or like, like they kept on repeating the same things, kind of. You know, what I mean, like sure. their problems and like they were like yeah. repeating 
what they were doing and the cycle of it. But yeah. overall, I think I I thought it was you know pretty good. Um, I like the more like subtle scenes. Yeah, yeah, the ostrich, ostrich thing too. Oh I was yeah, like, I forgot about why? that. Why? Like that was <laughs> totally he, like he escapes. He's like after him on his bike. Yeah, yeah. I but that, uh, yeah, that, I I did not like the ostrich, but um, I liked the um the bird. I think that oh, was yeah. that was an interesting. <laughs> I feel like that was the one that had the best payoff. <laughs> <laughs> the, the bird, bird gets murdered. No, yeah, the bird gets murdered, and at no! the end, you know, the sun kind of gets a new bird and. And the yeah. bird starts talking. Yeah. It's like, I like the bird. It's weird that you have like the bird and you have the ostrich. Yeah. <laughs> like, why have the ostrich if you have the bird? You yeah. Know? And the weird thing for the ostrich thing too was like, you know that in the middle when he like goes visits the ostrich again and then the guy comes and he's like, oh, oh the yeah, owner yeah, is yeah. here and you got to like hide in the back. Like, yeah. What's the point of that? Yeah. Like, what? I don't, like, I really don't know what the, what, what you were trying to say with the whole ostrich bits. Yeah. Um, Be free. Maybe. Yeah, maybe that's kind of like at the end when the ostrich is free, it's kind of him. I'm free. Like it's an analogy for the, you know, for Mr. Six and him kind of being free or whatever, but it's not really. Sure. We'll, we'll go with that. It's not really a good analogy, <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> Mr. Six is an ostrich. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I I honestly thought the uh, the car gang was pretty cringe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, most of that yeah, was pretty yeah, cringe. Yeah, and like them kind of like talking back at the you know old people is kind of like whatever old man. It's like you're not gonna do anything. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, I mean, I did like the like the second scene when they're about to exchange the money, but then lampshade fucks up. Mm. And then that's when you like really see who Scrapper is, and he's like, "You want to go?" And yeah, I'm like, yeah. "Yo, that's my like boy." I said, like I said, I like Scrapper. <laughs> so whatever scene he was in, pretty nice. Scrapper like pulls out his jacket, and the man's ripped. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, "Yo, this guy's for real." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, like nobody was scared of him. I would have been like, "Nah, this is." You I'm know, out. <laughs> it's so funny the juxtaposition because he's like. He's this badass dude with these like machetes in his pants or whatever, mm. and like he's ripped. And then the next scene, he's like ice skating. <laughs> he's just ice skating and he's talking with uh, Mr. Six, and it's just like such a funny juxtaposition, I think. Jeez. Yeah. There was, um. Oh, my... I, oh sorry. Okay. One more. I like the police scene in the very beginning where, where they set up um, Mr. Six and yeah. kind of show his character. I really like that scene of how he deals with it and how he diffuses the situation. Yeah. You definitely know who he is. Yeah. But like after that scene you're like, oh okay, this is the kind of guy that he is. Yeah. For sure. And I applaud that it's consistent throughout. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe to his detriment, but it is I was gonna say I liked the scene even before that when he was um with the guy who stole the wallet. The, wallet, the very first scene. Yeah. And I mean that really plays like his dynamic with people. Yeah. I mean that like Cause even that, right? He's, he's like Mister Six is this really pushy kind of guy with you know his principles and sort of telling people what to do, and he doesn't back down when confrontation is about to happen. But the end result is nothing really goes down. The other party just sort of backs down yeah. from it. What I thought that was interesting for that scene was 
he lets the dude keep the money, right? He's just he, like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. just like, you know, at least give them back their IDs. Right? Yeah, he's and that's not an good. Yeah, that's an interesting characterization of yeah. Mister Six because he's not the kind of guy who's <laughs> like who doesn't understand both sides. He's kind of like he understands both sides a little bit. He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you stole the money for a reason, right? Sure. Yeah. And then also like, but you don't. But you should rest. also think about the other guy and. Yeah. And like, it's an interesting duality that he has. Uh, it's like that, the old age kind of, you know, I feel like maybe when he was younger, he's that guy. He's right. like, I don't care. Like, I'm going to take everything, like, right. even though I just need the money. Like, he's been the holy bad person. Yeah. But now that he's sort of older and he, like I said, he kind of has an understanding of sort of maybe like the victim or just like the and other side sides, of yeah. it. And so he's, so that, then it just plays into his character. Like, look, you just need that take what you need like let you know give the other guy his idea or whatever like let him off easy yeah or like he understands like i said in the cop scene too he's like an eye for an eye kind of thing where he's something like look what you did was bad lampshade you know you're supposed to have a license so i can't help you there but then he's like the cop is like but you also did some shady stuff too so what are we gonna do about that yeah you know what i mean so it's an interesting i think yeah it's definitely the most interesting part about this movie for sure Mm -hmm. like his characterization and kind of under like getting to know more about that, yeah, and how that plays throughout the events and such. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but like it, like it's kind of like later on, just kind of like gets a little out of hand. Where it feels like you know you set that up quite a bit, and you're like, okay, is this what we're focusing on? And then like we said, kind of maybe not. <laughs> the, yeah, not not whole not wholly anyway. Yeah, I really like the scene like the before when um they went to go meet the guys. In the second, in the garage, and it's him, Scrapper, and like Lampshade supposed to go together, but Lampshade like leaves, and it's just him and Scrapper. <laughs> but they're on their bikes, and he's like, oh, yeah. "Let's roll!" And it's like this little shot of them strolling through the town on their bikes, going to this money like <laughs> gang <Yeah>. exchange. <laughs> I'm like, all right, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's got in scene per scene. It's a, uh, it's okay. Anything else? I think that's about it. So that'll wrap up. Next week, we will be wrapping up the whole series. And this time, we'll be going with maybe a fan favorite. I feel like a lot of people probably seen this more than anything else. I haven't watched it, so... you never seen it? Oh, no. I think you did tell me that. Yeah, I never watched it. What is wrong with you? What kind of Korean are you, Lee? told you i watch old movies <laughs> <laughs> you're right because this is post 2010 this is 2018 it's or 19 or something like that so. 17 oh is it okay y- you don't even know what happens yeah after, i guess after 2010, 2010 like, is... I, don't, I don't know everything is shady nope <laughs> everything is. i live in the past man uh so we'll be watching the outlaws from 2017 mm-hmm. yep you can't do a gangster film without not including madon sook this is... it's just wrong I heard good things about it. Hopefully, it'll be good. I, did, I actually did see this one. I was like, did I see it or not see it? But I saw the trailer, and I, I remember doing seeing this one. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's a, kind of like the classic right. like gangster film, but you have the cop who's like the hard cop kind yeah. of guy, you know? He's like, I'm not your average This is cop. more of the classic genre, gangster genre, where we have right. the cop, and then we have the mob, and it's more like cat and mouse. Right, yeah, yeah things like get personal or whatever so that'll be the outlaws next week um yeah 
we'll see you then peace bye